are now tuned in to the School of Higher Thought podcast, where we explore the realm of personal development. We aim to upgrade your life through lessons learned from personal experience. Episodes are released every Sunday. For more updates and other apparent content, please follow our other social medias in the description below. I hope you've got your notepads ready. Classes in session. The person who doesn't read lives only one life. The reader lives 5,000. Reading is immortality backwards. Umberto Eco. That quote was crazy. That quote, that quote just represents everything when it comes to reading. Because people don't realize that, you know, when you're reading a book, it's not just you reading words on a page. It's you reading someone's story or someone's thought processes and someone's the way how somebody lives their life or the way how they per- perceive the world because you know the universe is mental mm. and when your perspective is a certain way and you share that perspective other people then can can decide oh this this perspective i like this perspective i might t- extract a piece of this perspective and keep it for myself and employ that in my own life you know and and today we just wanted to talk to you guys about a way that will change your life that I think that you you've definitely come across, but you might be procrastinating your start. You might be procrastinating your journey. You might be holding it off and delaying it and not making time for it. But it's one small aspect of your life that can completely transform the way how you think, the way how you talk, the way how you learn, the way how you interact with other people, the way how you feel about yourself. Mm. It's something that will change pretty much your whole entire life. And it's definitely changed my life. You know, you know, it's interesting. The, the person that actually doesn't read has no advantage over the person that can't read. Like, what's the point of being quote unquote literate if you're not going to utilize it? Because literally think about it. What advantage does the individual who doesn't read have over the person who can't read. They're basically in the same game. And it's funny because most people were kind of introduced to reading through school, right? Mm. You know, um, when you're doing, I don't know what people are doing these days, but for me, it was like Romeo and Juliet, Macbeth, you know, yeah, you know, To Kill a Mockingbird, all that type of stuff. Exactly. Shout out Mary Shelley. And... (laughs) (laughs) In the context of school, obviously, a lot of people don't really have a positive attitude towards education, especially the environment of being kind of, you know, sat at a desk for hours. So anything that's going on in school isn't really going to be entertaining. You're not going to gain some sort of benefit because people have associated reading with boring school, you know, lessons. But really and truly, the world of reading is insane and it shocks me that people actually don't read because why not like why why wouldn't you read it's almost like having a conversation with the author and it's funny because the internet's kind of revolutionized the ability of data to be spread especially on wide on a wide scale it's like wildfire you know prior prior to the invention of the internet 
there was no one, you know, no one in America could go online and say, yo, there's this metaphysical book right here. And I could be all the way in the UK, see that, and then think to myself, let me go buy that book. Even the ability to purchase books was probably limited to your local bookstore. But now the ability to even read on topics, it's it's crazy. It's actually crazy. And, you know, knowledge is the key to unlocking mm. parts of yourself that you've never seen before, parts of the world that you've never seen and seen and experienced before. So even if you listen, even if you're reading a fiction book, you could read something inside of that book that that author has seen and they've basically created a whole new reality inside of their book and have written it into words. They've extracted that thought from the, the infinite universe and have transcribed that into the book. And then now you're reading that. And then because you're reading that, your imagination is running. Your imagination is seeing things that you've never seen and experienced before. And these things that you're seeing and experiencing maybe might inspire a certain idea later on. And then that might end up becoming a new invention that you create. You know, think Definitely. about all of the people who have created anything in, in this world. They, they're usually people who read a lot. They're people who have seen different perspectives. They've, they've observed nature. They've observed the human nature as well, not only animal kingdom, also the human nature and, you know, the human psyche and all sorts of things. And reading doesn't also have to just be fiction. It is also nonfiction. And this is where I personally, I love to read nonfiction because definitely. to me it's more practical. But fiction books do definitely have a lot of benefits. You know, it can be a, a great way to escape from the world. It could be a great way to develop empathy. For example, not only could it be fiction, but this could be even be autobiography. You know, for example, let's take, for example, when you're inside a school and you're a young kid, you don't really understand the evils of the world. But then when you read the story of Anne Frank, you then see, oh, okay, cool. So people are, you could be living this life one day and it could be all taken away from you. And next thing you know, you're hiding inside of a, an, an attic because there's, there's people coming in ready to take away your family and stuff like that. You know, so that helps yeah. you to empathize with people of different cultures and people of different races and different overall countries that they're from. You know, people live in completely different lives that you have seen before, especially if you're somebody who has never traveled. You know, if you've never been outside of your country, outside of a city. I know many people from London who have never even been outside of London. Imagine picking up a book and you're reading about the culture, the culture of people living in a country all the way across the globe where everything is completely different that's powerful you know it's, you know it's crazy that what you said you actually said something that was like extremely metaphysical you said that reading a book opens you up to somebody else's reality and i mm. hope that didn't go over people's head because think about what a book is is words on paper or a screen where did those words originate from they originated from the mind of the author simply on that basis alone the mind of the author will literally be a mirror reflection of their reality so for example a lot of people aspire to be like you know these figures in the world who are highly acclaimed such as steve jobs tony robbins um tim cook and it's funny to me that people would ne never think to read their autobiography why would mm. you never read an insight into that individual's mind if their mind creates that reality surely if you want to you know, mirror their reality or take from their reality, you take from their mind. And the easiest way you can do that is by reading their book. There's no way that I could have 
a conversation with Steve Jobs, God rest his soul, but the ability for me to pick up his book and gain insight into the mind that created one of the most amazing tech companies in the world will certainly allow me to do that. And it's the same thing with Tim Cook, who actually carried it on. And do you know what the thing is? It's almost like whenever I hear people say, oh, I don't read, you know, I get all my, you know, wisdom from experience, you're literally limited. Like not mm. only are you limited to your perception, which is nothing more than electrical signals given from your eyes, perceiving this almost partly illusion world, you're limiting yourself not only to an illusion on that basis, but you're limiting yourself to your ability to be able to comprehend multiple experiences. I'm not going to have mm. the same experiences as a Mayan. There's just no way that's going to happen. And there's wisdom in their teachings. So if I want to extract their teachings, so what? Because I'm not able to go to ancient Maya, I'm just going to allow myself to never take on that wisdom. No. Like people actually need to humble themselves. And I think part of reading is humility because you need to mm. come from a place of wanting to know and understand that there's a there's levels to this there's levels mm. to the type of knowledge that will actually change your life and the funny thing is this one book could literally change your life if there was a book that changed your life what would it, what book was it um the book that changed my life I would probably say Feeling is the Secret by Neville Goddard. And that's that's a deeply metaphysical book. But that's only mm. in that's only me, that's only me speaking in reference to kind of where I am right now. I'd probably say the book that had an impact on my life the most was the autobiography of Malcolm X. That was crazy. That one's definitely crazy. I remember reading that one in I think I was in year eleven when I read that one. You know what's crazy? People don't know that he used to call himself Satan when he was in jail. <laughs> and people didn't even know he was in jail. But like, you know, it kind of it kind of humanizes these figures that we look at. You understand what mm. I'm saying? Because mm. you almost think to yourself, wow, Markham X, he, he was this, like I could never get there. But if you look at where he came from, you know, how he was raised and how he maneuvered across his life, the guy was selling drugs, he was pimping, then he went to mm. jail. But then in his in his adult life, he literally changed his life. Mm. Mm. And and that's the power of books because, you know, when you, a lot of people idolize these people, but they don't really realize that you could just be just as great as the next man or the next Definitely. woman. Definitely. It doesn't really, you're, you're not limited, but a lot of people, they, they, they sit on the sidelines and they just say, oh, I'm not going to read because when they were inside of secondary school, in English class, they were forced it to read these dead. books that they could yeah. barely understand, like shake, shake, all of these Shakespearean books. I used to hate them so much. I used to sleep inside of almost every single English lesson. Like, <laughs> it was that deep. Bro, I was in, I believe I was in top set and second set of English throughout the whole of secondary school. And believe, bro, honestly, throughout the whole time, people just stopped listening. And then they ended up Definitely. just, we had this thing called Dictionary Wars. Bro, it was the most nerdiest thing ever, but it was lit low-key. You used to just find random words in a dictionary and just use it against each other. <laughs> like, that's how <laughs> bored we were. We, we would do that rather than read the, the, the actual text of the book because the books don't speak to us, you know? And when you're from a certain culture especially, it's like, why am I reading this book? You know, learning about... Not even learning, more reading it. And it's just like a 
it's it's just a drama, it's a theater thing, you know, it's it's a play. I don't I'm not really interested in that. I want to learn how I can do this and how I can do that. I want to learn how this impacts the mind. But you know, what I find is that because of this experience inside of school, people are kind of conditioned to not want to seek further knowledge. Definitely. A lot of the time we're in the schools, we're forced to read these books as homework and it becomes a chore rather than a privilege. And when you actually step inside of a library, whether it's Waterstones or whether it's a local library, you will realise that there's so many books out there that you was never exposed to inside of school. And if they were to use these books instead or as a supplement, you probably would be a lot more interested in reading than if you wasn't. You know, a lot of people come up to me and say, oh, Zach, what's the best book you, you've ever read? What's the one that you recommend? I always tell them, go to a library or go to Waterstones or go to a bookshop because in these places, that's where you will find a book that will speak to you. And when the book speaks to you, like it will almost call your name. Like you're looking at the different covers and you'll judge the book by the cover, that's standard. You'll look at the book and be like, wow, like, let me let me see what this blurb is is about. Let me see what, it, what the book is about. You might flip it over. You might see some stuff that, that intrigues you. Then you open it up and you look at the contents list and you think, okay, cool. I never knew about this and this and this. I'm actually interested in this, whether it's sports science, whether it's psychology, whether it's about finance, whether it's about war. Because, bro, there's so many books out there that will teach you about things that you, you would not be exposed to in, a, in your everyday life. And when you think about it, these authors, they're spending years, if not decades, studying, studying and mastering a concept, idea or skill. They then channel this through their literature. And if you can grasp these concepts and ideas through their books, you're basically reading a cheat code to your favorite video game. It's literally Definitely. equivalent because they put in the time and work and all of the efforts and the labor, the thinking power, and going through extensive research of, of, of analyzing this and that. And they've basically put that all into one 300 page book that you can read for what, 10 pounds, 15 pounds. And the on. books aren't even expensive <laughs> and they're not even expensive. Like literally, like you said, people will do research for decades, decades of research to then sell it for five pound, 10 pound. And people, people will, literally spend money on things that don't that doesn't even contribute to their intellectual wealth the funny thing is this a lot of people actually compliment us on the way we're able to articulate ourselves now i don't know about you but i, I haven't always been able to articulate myself the way that i do especially with mm. where i grew up in the school i went to but mm. reading has allowed me to articulate myself much better because the things we say are just leakage from our minds. Mm. Reading contributes to your intellectual wealth increasing. And as a result, the way you conduct and articulate yourself verbally will be a direct mirror reflection of what's in your mind. Most definitely. And on that basis alone, being able to speak properly, not even properly in terms of formality of grammar, but being able to articulate yourself clearly to be able to reach multiple people is a skill that if you capitalize on, it will take you so far in life. Mm. But people's attitude towards reading is so negative. And the funny thing is this, like you stressed upon the fact that most of people's first-hand experience with reading comes from school. I don't believe anything is done by accident or randomness. I don't believe in those concepts. I believe in synchronicities and co not coincidences, but I guess orchestrated moves. Exactly. Mm. So 
thing about school, we were forced to read these books that actually didn't contribute anything towards us. So our first had an experience with reading is that we didn't gain anything from it. Now it's the same way school is built in the same system that a nine to five is structured from the uniform to punctuality to the restriction of free thought. And you know, you have to follow this, I guess, organized way of thinking. It's the same thing with books. Most of the people at the top of the game definitely read. I think there was, a, I remember on social media, there was this statistic going around that said the average CEO reads, I think it was 50 or 60 books a year. Mm. And on that basis alone, the people at the top of the game are heavy readers. But on the low levels, reading is almost made to seem like this, this really bad thing. It's the same way that, you know, eating vegetables was kind of characterized as a bad thing. Mm. And none of this stuff is done by accident. So you kind of need to break free from that kind of preconceived notion of reading. Especially, I believe everybody has hobbies. Your hobbies may not be metaphysics or trading or human psychology. It might be, I don't know, religion. Cool. There's plenty of books on religion that you could read about. You don't have to limit yourself. I think people think very one-dimensionally when it comes to reading that it just has to be within the confinements of the things that you revolve your life around. But there's so many different facets of reading that you're able to pick up a book from, I don't even know, you know, I have a Sufism book here. And I would have mm -hmm. never found that book without having three other books based on Islam already. Mm -hmm. So it literally expands your mind. And when your mind is expanded, your reality will become expanded as well. The people that you're able to connect with based on your newfound intellectual wealth, it'll be, it'll be crazy. Mm, that part is important as well. And I think that's, that's something that's so overlooked. It's almost like it's similar how people connect with each other by watching sports because everyone supports these different football teams. There's a, there's a specific top of a, topic of conversation that they can go about but when you read and you have that certain intellectual capital you can then reach a certain different caliber of person yeah that caliber of person might also be interested in sports and all these other things but when you can engage on that level and you can also understand and comprehend on that level then you can extract more from the conversation too because you can ask better questions and you can also give more and when you give more you also learn more because I believe that, you know, when you teach people, you also learn yourself. You're still being a student because every single time you're teaching, you're reinforcing that information and strengthening that memory inside of your mind. And you know what? I honestly do believe that people think one dimensionally because people have a problem with reading because they associate it with learning. But your ability to pick up trends or celebrity gossip is you learning. You're learning about mm. people's lives. People are able to tell you about what's happening in this celebrity's, ex-celebrity's life and who they're dealing with right now. And, oh, you know, they got caught on TMZ in the shade room and the shade bar and all of this. But this is forms of learning. On the base mm. form, you're reading. Just because it's on a phone, it's almost like people's minds have dissociated the fact that they already read. I don't think anybody who isn't on social media I don't think anybody on social media doesn't read. You, there's no way you can be on social media and not read. It's just impossible. Yeah, it's just that it's, it's, it's a different form of reading. They're reading from their phones. It's probably, you know, short paragraphs. But think about mm -hmm. it like this. 
let's say you spend one tenth of the time that you do reading stuff on social media that isn't going to contribute to anything except jealousy envy and anxiety and you put that into a book your life will completely shift mm. literally one tenth mm. people spend five hours and, no you and, continue and another thing as well is that you know just like meditation reading is like taking your brain to the gym because every Literally. time you're doing it, you're strengthening the muscles that it's using. And as a result, it may improve your memory. It may improve your concentration, your self-awareness, even your ability to discuss meaningful topics and issues. So, you know, just by doing that, you're you're able to connect with more people. You're, you're able to focus more on your craft or your project that you have going on, or even on things that you've got going on for yourself. You may even find it easier to express certain thoughts that are complex in your mind. You know, let's take, for example, Jordan B. Peterson. This guy can express the most complex concept in the most simplistic way. Or even sometimes, even when he says it, he might use some complex words, but that's a result of the types of things that he's reading. He's reading quite complex things. Mm. So even when you think about it like that, you know, just by reading, you're able to transform the way how you talk, the way how you communicate, and also the way how you comprehend. And these are all things that's key to engaging with other people and to also leading a team or 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 leading a, a certain civilization so if you're trying to become a politician you're gonna you're, you're gonna have to read you're gonna have to understand different people's perspectives you're gonna have to understand how to communicate with people in a way which they understand or to express a certain concept an idea to a to, to a bunch of people if you're a philosopher or, or a psychologist or whatever type of field that you're in you're gonna need to learn how to do that and reading is one of the best ways, in my opinion, to helping you do that. Same way if you're somebody who is struggling with stuttering, right? There's a lot of people who have messaged me about stuttering. Just read. Read out loud. And as you sound out these words, just read at your own pace. You're not in a rush. Just read at your own pace. Read out loud. Even if it's in front of somebody or by yourself. This will help you to kind of develop that, that mental muscle that allows you to express and articulate certain concepts in a certain way that is fluent. You know what else is funny? I'm going to keep reverting back to this point that why don't you read? I, I, I genuinely don't understand. And I'm asking everybody listening right now, why don't you read? Now, from my mind trying to you know give me an answer to this crazy phenomenon of people not wanting to get free information which information is a currency it only comes down to two things the way i see it i think people don't read either due to excuses for example i don't need to read you know my life experiences gives me everything that i need to know my wisdom you know <laughs> and then arrogance a lack of humility I don't understand. Everybody has to be a student. The people that are at the top of the game are the best students. If you're not reading, you're not a student. I mean, to be honest, actually, let me actually change what I said. You are a student. Everybody's a student. You'd, but what you're a student of is dependent upon where you're paying your attention to. You may be reading on social media. Cool. Now you're a student of whatever celebrity nonsense that you're you know, looking into. And as a result of that, your mind, the reality that it produces will be a direct reflection of that. For example, 
you know, there's a quote that literally changed my life. I think I read this book like two years ago. I'm going to paraphrase it. It's called uh, Man's Search for Meaning by, I think, Victor, uh, Victor Frankl. He was, a he, he was a Holocaust survivor. And he said, the thing that made a man either a saint or a pig in the Holocaust, bear in mind, there's no money, there's no, there's no status. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? This is bear down survival. He said, the thing that determined whether a man was a saint or a pig was his mind. I would have never come across that quote if I had never decided to read because how the hell am I going to know about Viktor Frankl? A, a guy from, you know, I believe he was from Austria. There's no way I'm going to know about him. If I'm in the UK, wherever I live, I just genuinely think people need to, I guess, retain some humility. You kind of need to have this idea that you never know enough, which is funny because I guess the the rabbit hole of knowledge, the rabbit hole of knowledge literally is a rabbit hole. It will never end. But you kind of always need to have a sense of idea that you don't know enough. If you can literally convince yourself that you don't know enough, you'll be a perpetual learner. You'll be continuously learning about things that actually contribute towards things that could actually change your life from finances to spirituality, to religion, to human psychology, to economics. You know, I just don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> There's absolutely no excuse because people think that you need to read a whole book in a day or a week. Yeah. You can literally read, if you wanted to, you could read one, one page a day. Literally. That's more than doable. Everybody, every single person listening to this podcast right now, if you have time to listen to this podcast, you have time to dedicate literally five minutes to just read on one page. If it takes you five minutes to read a page, it might take you two minutes, three minutes or one minute, even 30 seconds for some people. It really doesn't take long to read, you know? Um, and I think one of the best ways to kind of start doing it is first and foremost, read something that you're interested in. Don't just read, don't, don't just pick up a random book that someone told you to pick up like, like how you did during school. Go to a bookshop and actually look around at the different genres that they have, the different categories and the different authors and the different types of books as well, because there are books with pictures in it. There's books with it that's more comic-based. There's books that Zach, are more just non-fiction. Zach, you know what the thing is? People don't even have to go to a bookstore. They can they just can go, go online. Yeah. <laughs> Amazon. Amazon. The reason why I like to go inside a bookstore is though is because you can actually pick up the book and then you can put it back down if you don't want it. Do you know what I'm saying? You, know, you, you, can, know, the you, thing can, is, you can pick up different pages that you want to read in. I feel, like it, I feel like it provide people an excuse to be like, oh, I don't want to go to a bookshop. I don't have time. <laughs> but that's the thing. It's, it's crazy. That, that in itself is, is, is absolute nonsense. You know you have time. Definitely. If you have time, to, if you have time to go see your friends, you have time. Tell them again. If you have, if you have time to, to scratch your nuts, you got time. If you got Tell time to go <laughs> and link gal, you got time. You got time. <laughs> you got time. Trust me, time is an abundance. But even if it's in it, the thing is that it doesn't. A lot of people who are listening to this will be in in sit in in cities where there are books around. There are bookstores literally just around the corner from you. For those of you who are in more rural areas, yeah, most definitely. If you don't have access to bookstores close to you. By all means, just go online, go on Amazon, go on Warstones, go on whatever website that is an online bookstore. Even if you do, even if you buy a Kindle, 
and you just you know read books there you can do that that is an option for you you know if do you, know, if, do you know what the funny if, thing is what's that people don't have to spend money on books people don't even have to spend money on books you, you can literally read drive. exactly literally. <laughs> like you can go on pdf drive download ebooks for free you can go on youtube listen to audiobooks for free like you can go on you can you can literally go on on youtube on youtube as well watch book summaries if you if you can't be bothered to read the book you can still extract at least some of the information exactly and what me and zach are doing guys is literally removing every barrier of an excuse that you've potentially put up so you know for those people that are like i don't want to go to a bookshop that's long okay go online oh i don't have money for a book i call pdf drive youtube there's literally no excuse oh i don't want to read it's long start with a page a day there's literally <laughs> no reason that anybody listening to this podcast should not start a book by the time you hear this listen if you have listened to this podcast episode by the end of it, we want you going on to Amazon. We want you going to Waterstones. We want you going on to Google and searching up the local bookstore. Go out and just get your first book. Just do it. There's there's literally no excuse. Look, this is all you need to know. Study. There was studies, right, by a guy called Dr. David Lewis. Mm. And what it revealed was that just six minutes of reading a day will reduce your stress by 60%. By reducing your 60%. heart rate, yep, sixty percent. So it does this by reducing your heart rate, altering your state of mind, and easing your muscle tension. Not only that, it reduces systems um, symptoms of dementia. So another study found that older people who read regularly were two point five times less likely to get Alzheimer's. Wow. So if there are also health benefits, if there are also mental benefits, if there are also uh, cultural benefits, if there's benefits of all different angles of reading why aren't you reading hmm. and you know what the thing is you know what people don't realize the unfed mind will devour itself mm. you gotta put that motherfucker on a leash have to and you know <laughs> like and i genuinely hope that we've broken every single i guess excuse that people can put up because to be honest you know, fair enough if if you can't afford to buy books. Funny thing about me, people associate me with reading books. When I couldn't afford books, I was downloading books on EPUB websites, mm. audio books on YouTube, and you'll get crazy people that are reading it with mad voices that don't even make you feel like you're listening to a book, <laughs> like a podcast. Literally. But the thing is this, people also think that, you know, the reading is a fun thing i mean reading's fun when you want to read when you want to mm. i guess wind down or relax and read then it's cool it's peaceful but to mm. be honest i'd be lying if i said i found reading fun what i find fun is increasing my intellectual wealth because i know that that will lead to more wealth in my physical reality it will add more culture it will expand my consciousness by being able to gauge into the mind of aspects of my consciousness i don't particularly find reading fun I find gaining information, which I believe is the most valuable currency around, fun. Mm. And you know what? For me, I don't even find it fun most of the time, you know, at all. For real? I just find it fulfilling. Because Ooh. when I'm gaining that intellectual capital, I know that I am drifting down my path 
a lot more smoother, a lot more cleaner. There's a, I'm, when I'm, I'm, I'm able to observe when an obstacle is coming in my direction a lot more clearer because I might have read it by it in a book. Just because mm. that someone else might have experienced a similar thing. I know one way at least how to overcome that obstacle. If that way doesn't work for me, okay, cool. I can alter that method and do something a different way. You know, if there's something that I want to achieve, I know that inside of this book here, it will have a certain method or a certain philosophy or way of life that will al allow me to attain that. You know, Definitely. so this is the power of reading books. You literally, it's, it's a cheat code, honestly. If like, I remember, I remember buying games on PS2 when I was a, when I was a kid, and you know those you know those game magazines, and they literally yeah, would have yeah, pages yeah. where there was a cheat code. <laughs> I remember banging like Simpsons, um, the, the Simpsons, the game. Yeah, I remember. Hit and run. Yeah, hit, hit and, and run. run. I got the, the 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 one that was just called Simpsons the game, GTA San Andreas. I remember banging all of the cheat codes for that. You know, this is the real life cheat code that will give you cheat codes for your actual life. Why wouldn't you take take advantage of it? There will be no penalty for it. Come on now, there's no one that's going to go out there and be like, hey, you've read a book, I'm going to give you a fine, I'm going to say that you're, you cheated with the rest of the world. No, it's not cheating. It's just more supplement in your life. It's like taking a protein shake. <laughs> Reading's actually a cheat code, and it's a superpower. Because think about it like this. People's first-hand encounters of reading simply revolve around what the curriculum wanted them to read. Mm. I'm able to now read books such as The Destruction of the Black Civilization, you know, mm. how Europe underdeveloped Africa, and there was no mm. way they were going to let me read that in school, boy. Stolen Legacy. Stolen Legacy. ISIS papers. ISIS papers, exactly. The message to the black man. <laughs> Counteracting the conspiracy to, to kill black boys. Amazing. That, that book There's was amazing. There's loads of books, man. And if, and, and if you're not a young black person, there's more books for you. Don't worry. It's not just us. You guys got books too. Definitely. But I guess our circumstances are a bit different. Even To be honest, I think if you're an ethnic minority in the UK, there's no way you're going to be learning about your history or your people there's from no school. There's so no why chance. wouldn't you want to read about that? There's no, no way I can know more about Frankenstein than my people. There's just no way. <laughs> there's no way. But that's the case, though. That's the that's a harsh reality for most of it is. young young ethnic people in this country. Whether you're whether you're from Africa, whether you're from the Caribbean, whether you're from South America, Asia, you're you're not gonna learn about your people inside of a country that's only trying to educate their people on their own history. Which is fair enough. I can't complain about that. It's their it's their country. No, but definitely. it's one of those ones where you know you just gotta take it upon yourself to learn about yourself and learn about your ancestry, learn about your people, your culture. Be curious because if you're not curious, you're not growing. You gotta develop that childlike curiosity in life. You know that shit that really gets you inspired. Because you know when you're a child, you're 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 touching everything, you're seeing everything, you want to hear everything, you want to taste everything. You're Putting not afraid stuff in of, your mouth. <laughs> literally, you're, you're not afraid of the consequences. You know you go ahead and do it. But then at some point when you're growing up, you're then taught. You're then programmed to not do that way because it might lead to this and it might lead to that it's just people just spilling their worries and anxieties into you you gotta rid yourself of that grow curious because as you grow curious you grow more powerful you grow more confident you grow more competent you grow more in every single way in, in life you know you become more inspired you become more motivated you know when you're walking down the street look at the plants that surround you you know, just look at your environment, be curious, look at whatever it is, and you'll see that 
over time that you know this this type of curiosity will lead to more experiences in your life whether you're curious about that book that you're about to pick up you pick up a book and you read something in it and it completely changes your perspective on on on, on the way how thing is and the next you know you start studying that a bit more further and then that might lead to a groundbreaking discovery or maybe it might lead you to then internalize the words in that book and you might end up speaking those words to other people in a positive light and it changes their perspective and next you know it changes their life because i know that's happened to me many times bro and think about it like this right once again it reverts back to humility you kind of need to understand that maybe the way you're looking at life isn't the best maybe your religion isn't the best maybe your culture isn't the best maybe your diet isn't the best maybe your finances aren't the best there's no way that Zach, we would have ever read about Sun Tzu within our own cultures because he's no from way. a different culture. He doesn't even exist in this timeline. No way. And now the teachings of Sun Tzu and his philosophy, he's the person that wrote the art of war, will forever be in our minds simply by mm -hmm. the fact that we were able to humble ourselves to go externally out of our culture our preconceived notion of how the world is supposed to work. And I really encourage people to challenge their belief systems. This is the things that will expand your consciousness. And it all comes mm. back down to humility. And the thing is as well is that, you know, when you're reading these books, sometimes there might be some books that will get quite complex. That's completely fine. You won't necessarily understand the words that you're seeing straight away. You know, you have to be exposed to them first. You didn't have to get curious about the definition of them. That's yeah. when you buy a that's why you buy yourself a dictionary. And every or time just, you come across no, a no, word no, no, no. be careful, be careful, because then people will be like, Oh, I don't have money for a dictionary. Listen, they have Google for that. There you go. They have Google, type in definition of da 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 da. You see me, I'm just old school like that. I like to I like to have things in physical copy. <laughs> that's actually just one there. thing I don't have. I don't have a dictionary. That's the one thing I don't have. Come on, mate, you gotta have a dictionary. Nah, I have to but buy yeah, one. Listen, like we all you, all you have to think about is like this, yeah when countries and civilizations are enslaved what do you take away from them oh their ability to think for themselves their ability to read and learn more their ability to learn who they are so you might take for example um let's take for example the burning of the library of alexandria Ooh, so when they're not ready for that so when you know conquerors are coming inside of your country and they set a light to the city, and next you know the library's burned. Bear in mind, Library of Alexandria was, you know, one of the world's greatest archives of knowledge. Imagine all of that knowledge that was in that library. It's all gone. Exactly. Because they, somebody they set fire to it. They didn't burn, like, they didn't, their priority wasn't to burn the money. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, literally. <laughs> it was to burn the books, and that's because that when you burn the books, it's like you take away that civilization to pass on knowledge and to mm -hmm. raise more great people within that society because it kind of sets you back. Because imagine having all of those cheat codes and all of a sudden your cheat codes are gone. Like, oh no, like how do I do that again? I don't really know. Next, we know it's all word of mouth, you know, and Definitely. that's the power of reading because when you read and you actually study the knowledge that you have and you also teach that, that's powerful, man. Without That's without powerful. going without going too deep into it, think about it like this. Think about the ability to read the first written Bible. Can you imagine how crazy that would be? 
but now but now due to civilizations being you know overthrown you know information wanting to be mm -hmm. hidden and you know mm -hmm. misled people have then passed it down from word to mouth that word to mouth does now transcribe into the books and th this pattern is fractal to human nature so mm -hmm. like what you guys need to understand is this the so-called puppet masters of the world prioritize mind control over anything and what happens in the mind your ability to think why wouldn't you want to increase your ability to think mm -hmm. that's what i want everybody to think about and if you don't have your ability to think what kind of vulnerable position does that put you in definitely and, and not only that but you know when you think about generational wealth people love talking about generational wealth you know passing on to the kids but what happens when your kids don't like the kids receive the money for example but they don't know what to do with it Definitely. you know that 70 percent of people if you let's take for example you have a sample of 10 people who have been passing down generational wealth seven of those people will end up losing that money first generation that means there's only three people left. Definitely. I didn't even understand. I didn't even understand the severity of that until I gave until I read those books. And I actually gave Zach like two books on generational wealth. Literally. Family build your family bank. That's a that's a serious book. And then what's the other one? Family fortunes. Yeah. so the what I'm talking about actually came from this book, Build Your Family Bank. It's an extremely interesting book. And it was talking about how um so let's take, for example, if, it's, if it goes down by 70% every single year, that means that, cool, so now, now you've got the first generation people who have just inherited their money. The second generation now, so the people who the first generation are passing down to you, out of those three people, only 70% will, only 30% even will still have that money, will still have that money retained. That's wow. only one out of the three people. And wow. that's deep. And um, the thing is, it's not because of the let's take for example the financial planning that they that 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 they undertook it's not because of that the reasons are because of people's inability to understand what to do when you have the money and a lot of that knowledge can come through books like for example me reading this book right now i'm understanding how to develop the intellectual capital and the human capital to allow my family to stick together and to pass down knowledge in a way which allows everyone to retain their wealth, whether it's intellectual wealth or financial wealth. I'm also learning how to do things in a way to lead my family to then retain what's to come for the generations to come. And then how to teach them how to do that for the same generations, for the next generations even. So if you're able to do that, just by learning through one book, that's powerful. That's powerful. You know, I've literally got a book called International Financial Reporting right in front of me. It's a big fat book. I'm not reading it because I want to read it. I'm not reading it because uh, I'm going to find it fun. I'm reading it because it will help me get my degree. I'm reading it because it will help me develop the knowledge to understand how financial accounts are reported to the big boys the people who want your money, <laughs> the tax man. <laughs> That's important. And you know what's funny? 
we would have never known this if it wasn't for reading. <laughs> exactly. If it wasn't for reading. And you know what as well, though, because when you're reading, as I was saying earlier, you know, you will come across texts that are complex. And it's fine if you don't understand it now. But just be patient with yourself. And this is another thing that kind of that that's indirectly taught through you reading to be patient with yourself in your understanding and your acquisition of knowledge. Because as you're reading, as you go, you'll realize that you'll find certain texts that are quite difficult for you to, to understand and concepts that are difficult for you to understand. But if you were just to beat yourself up for it and say, oh, no, I can't read, I'm stupid, and da 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 you'll find that you will actually not grow if you think that way. But if you then think, okay, cool, I'm not understanding this now, but how can I develop this knowledge? What 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 text will help me to understand this and help to, to build that foundation where I can grow to understand this knowledge with ease, without any friction? And that is the position that you kind of want to put yourself in. And it's, it's that in itself is a skill and something that's so underrated in wider society and even at home or even within yourself, you probably underrate that ability. So just reading alone, man, just get started. Honestly, you're, you're setting yourself back just not just by not doing it. And the funny thing, like reading is a metaphor for communicating a stream of thoughts that cannot be adequately represented when they're frozen. Think about it. Like when we read books, it's literally just black squiggles on a white page. But it's the interpretation that expands your consciousness. And the funny thing is this. I remember when I first started reading, like this was, this was when I was broke and I wanted to make money. And the first book I read was Think and Grow Rich. Large now, Up, Napoleon Hill. Large Up. And when I read it, I was like, this book actually talks nothing about money. But that's because the consciousness I was coming from wasn't from a place of being able to expand my mind metaphysically. It was from a point of me being able to, you know, oh, save 10%, invest here, invest there. Of course, Napoleon mm. Hill is not going to be chatting about investing in the S&P 500. <laughs> However, if I go back to that book every other month, and it's one of the best books ever written. And that's because my consciousness is expanded is risen for me to able to you know read that book it's like sometimes you read a book you'll be like nah this is terrible this is dead you come back to it and you're like whoa mm. and that's all a process of your mind expanding so if there's anything that you guys heard from this podcast from me and zach read r e a d read that's all you gotta do one page a day what I personally do, I, I try to commit to 10 pages, 10 pages a day. And the more you do it, the quicker you'll be able to do it. You know, it's just like practicing um, a muscle memory. You know, when you go to the gym, you work out a certain weight. Over time, that weight will become easy for you because your muscles will adapt. Your mind does the same way. The more you read, the quicker you'll read. The, the quicker you'll be able to comprehend certain concepts and ideas. You know, so just by starting today, 10 pages a day that's all it takes that's what no more than no more than an hour definitely it definitely will not be more than an hour definitely so you know 10 pages a day that's more than doable right yeah and even to break it down the maths the average book from what i've read is probably like 300 pages 10 pages a day in a month you could finish a book if you read one book if you read one book 
every month. That's 12 books a year. That's a quarter of the way that CEOs are. And think mm -hmm. about that. You're literally so not far at all. Not far at all. Not far at all. And as you develop that, mu that, that, that mind muscle to read faster, you'll be able to clean out 10 pages in 10 minutes. Literally. And people if you're always able to like do that, to how do you read? Whoop. Definitely. People are like, how, Nero, how do you read so quick? And I'm like, yo, I had to learn this. Like, mm. I had to learn. It's practice. It's a skill. It's like Zach said, it's a muscle. Muscles only, you know, increase in performance due to literally performance, practice. Mm -hmm. So once again, to reiterate, R-E-A-D. D. Read.